After a last-minute cancellation from an upcoming guest due to a medical issue, myself, Nate, and Sorab decided not to cancel our Sunday morning meeting and record a little quality Peninsula banter. I have yet to claim whether this is high quality or low quality, but it is banter from the Peninsula nonetheless. Also, a special shout-out to the one and only Sorab. Uh, I don't know many 25-year-old PhD students who actively seek out more side projects to get involved in. This guy is the driving force behind some of our up-and-coming surprises we have. Much thanks, brother. Glad to have you aboard. This episode is brought to you by Dr. English, your all-in-one platform for online English conversation classes. Are you looking for a comfortable, convenient way to increase your confidence and fluency? Do you have a friend who is preparing for an interview? Why not try a free one-to-one class with a native Dr. English teacher? Visit their website at www.dr-english.com. Open your door to endless opportunities, Dr. English. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. air fry whatever that means you just put it in take it i said i eat chicken wings probably once a week now i don't think putting in oven is called air fry no air, air, air fry is a different thing right? yeah, yeah, yeah no on my on now i, I think air fry I, is just a, a, a smaller convection oven that just blasts heat at something and i cooks bought it. a i bought a machine that is a microwave a toaster an oven and an air fryer okay so when i put chicken wings in the oven usually they're just uh it does his laundry like, and shit too. Kind of like, <laughs> like slimy, I guess. Not slimy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I put it on air it's fryer a, mode, yeah, okay, yeah. they're crispy and crunchy, like at a restaurant. And I said, man, this without, without this frying thing, it in oil. There's nothing. Just put, uh-huh. dip it in flour, and then put them in there. I mix some salts and some spices in my flour, and then I put it in there. Mm-hmm. Take them out, put in some sauce, put them back in, and they're just like a restaurant wing. But he was like, yeah, but frying. And I'm like, oh, there's no oil, there's no crease. I, I, it, I imagined you'd put like a drop of oil and then it's just like going and, and just totally misting everything with oil. <laughs> it looks like magic though. I've seen those salespeople yeah. in India, they used to carry these fries around yeah. and go home to home. Yeah. They would put like chips on the top and it would come like as if it's fried in oil, but yeah. there is yeah. no oil. Yeah. So that, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. But uh, here, here's the thing though. Has your chicken wing consumption gone up since you got it? I never ate chicken wings before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now you know once a week. This air fryer yeah. is given like, is like veiled shitty food and like, oh, it's not nice. being fried in oil. It's still shitty food. Yeah, but instead of <laughs> instead of ordering chicken, I wouldn't order chicken. And okay, I yeah. I make my own. Okay, okay. And instead of being hooked up to the corn syrup syringe, yeah. like, like Danny told us, I can make my own with wh- however, I can make them dry. I That's can make true. Them, I can make them however I want. That's true. So if you 15, do have a crave for a chicken. 15 bucks for a thing of chicken mm. and my kids will do the, my kids and wife say the same thing well these are these are awesome mm. and once i get my sauces down and can make you know the my own sauces whatever i want then what the heck man no problem you know what does it cost it's 170 bucks well it, it pays for itself over time absolutely yeah. and i mean to make you know if i make a donkas instead of doing it in the frying pan and butter i put it in the air fryer and it comes out like a it is, it's like magic. I've already yeah, bought one in my head. It comes out like a deep-fried <laughs> donkas. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> it, nice. and, and not only, I mean, the reason we got it is because instead of having a toaster and a microwave and a toaster oven and a 
or something to fr- washing machine it's four or five of them in one thing <laughs> so it's extremely convenient you know you know it's uh, a terrible i mean that's a that sounds you make a good case for um for an air fryer you know it's brutal i've ever seen those facebook ads for tasty and it's like uh they'll chop something or they'll get like a you'll see a knife and a cucumber and then they go and then it's chopped up uh, and oh, then yeah, they yeah. and then they make something <laughs> again they put the veil of like something something bites you know bites you get the the feeling of like oh it, it's small it's a small portion it's all dog shit like it's fucking like peanut butter and cheese and like a pound of sugar and whatever they just mix all these delicious things together and oh it's a it's a it's a choco sprinkle bite you know and it, and it gives you this it gives you this uh this feeling of like oh it's it's not so bad no it's it's cream cheese and whipped cream and Food and heavy gone. cream and <laughs> Food is gone to shit. but it's got blueberries in it blueberries of fruit yesterday that had like six vacuum sealed chicken breasts and it was like spicy, teriyaki, plain. And I was like, no. You just freaking order one or two or three vacuum-packed cooked chicken breasts? Like, <laughs> I've done that before. Just freaking make it. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but there as, probably is some healthy or decent options, but as a, it just seems like it's all factory stuff. Back in uh, back in the day, uh, as, a, as a single Hagwan teacher living in a one-room apartment, dude, I, got, I bought like a 10-liter or 10-liter, sorry, 10-kilo bag of chicken for like, 30 bucks or something it was pre-cooked and you could you had a, a, a thing of seasoned or unseasoned but dude it was it was economical and it was easy you just take them out you you microwave them and then you're you're good to go and for the day that, 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 that's the thing anything that i think just needs microwaving somewhere we went wrong it was pre-cooked i checked out the the factory had like their workers you hear posted about on the that. recent buzz though about these pre processed foods and stuff yeah it's got plastic and shit in it yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like Dude. The, it's reducing fertility and shit oh yeah oh you didn't hear it so, no no apparently... what's the what's the name of it order me more <laughs> well i'm the sure everything are... that we're eating these days is doing that because it's all freaking it's all manipulated no but there's not many raw foods, foods going especially foods which are processed multiple times and pa- when they are heated and passed through plastic tubes and stuff oh yeah, yeah. oh guaranteed man. Yeah. guaranteed probably half of the food people are so eating. they like they found out using some surveys that uh, from 1970s mm. to 2020 or, or 2010 or something, mm. the sperm count of everyone has gone to 50%. It's gone half? Yeah. I wonder... Oh, I don't know. So now there's only two billion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you only need one. <laughs> I think about it lots and I think about how... How shitty... Not shitty, but... No, no, hold on a second. How, how much a of a pain in the ass it is to come home and make dinner every day? Yeah. can think of a couple more reasons why a man's sperm count is lower than is lower than average with the proliferation of handphones and and all that comes with them the average man <laughs> just say, the average man is probably sh- releasing more often than someone did in the in the 1970s just a theory it's not the chicken <laughs> yeah I, I i think making dinner can be can be tiring if you had a long day or you're working and you come home and you gotta make dinner but then i think at least my kids aren't eating microwave food and i'm not saying that some people don't have a choice you say it's economical or some people don't have the money to mm. to buy but it's more it's it's cheaper to buy i remember processed, yeah, yeah processed food it's it's, it's expensive yeah, it's to buy got all the advantages mm. like, i remember a study a study i read was on uh how long it takes you to do dishes court is directly correlated to 
obesity and whatever. And it, it would say like, if it takes you longer than 10 minutes to, to clean up after dinner, your kids are likely to be slim. If it takes because you... Sorry, less long, than... Well, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's yeah. what, 10, 15, 20 minutes to clean up after dinner. It's likely that your kids would be much slimmer and healthier than you know people who take less than five minutes to clean up. Because it's microwave your cocoa yeah, or your whatever and just yeah. eat it and you're done. Um, but it, it was, yeah. it, and I thought, how the hell does doing the dishes affect, not affect, relate to, but it it's was like all about cast iron pan unseasoned. How long it takes to, pre- yeah. like, it should take at least 30 minutes to prepare a proper meal. Um, and one, doing the dishes, and two, how long it takes to eat your meal. And it, it had all these different numbers and it was really interesting so coming up soon I, I was talking to nate about it i've been taking a picture of my kids breakfast every every morning i hope it doesn't come off as like look at my fucking kids eating tomatoes in the morning it does because uh, mine are eating cocoa puffs the, but, yeah. <laughs> or did, my kids don't eat what did what did what kessler say when my mom went on vacation bro i'd mix the cocoa puffs and the count chocolate just <laughs> and just go crazy but the the point i i hope to make with it is that it, I don't think it takes, and it doesn't take me 30 minutes. If you have all the foods kind of there and prepared, like it's a handful of nuts, it's some cherry tomatoes, it's a banana in some yogurt. But you're also and not it, going to work in the morning. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're, everything's yeah. done within a half an hour. Everything's done with, it's not come home and like, oh, later. Like I come home and, and breakfast takes like less than five minutes to prepare. It's a, it, it could be a scoop of rice. It could be, listen, on the weekends, well, might make pancakes, might do something special, but um, for the most part, it's. But why doesn't it, it work for the average person? Because they're not. I don't think. I th- I think they're under the impression that a good meal takes this. No, I and, think they don't get up in time. Well, then yeah. Then fucking lie in the bed that you make. <laughs> but that that's what I'm saying though. Yeah. So people aren't up at five in the morning. It it doesn't have no. Hold on, listen. I, I can wake up. I can, I come home at seven forty five. I come home seven forty five and everything's ready and people are eating before eight. The sure. longest but thing that takes get, is you have to get that ready at some point. That's what I'm saying. Well, at night it doesn't take. It's not. You have ingredients in your house. When you see the ingredients that we're using, it's just it's a it's a com. It's different combinations yeah. of shit. The kids look every day and go, "Oh, this is new." But if you look, I think I'm gonna post it like five pictures of six meals. That's right. Yeah, it's thirty days, and it, you'll see. There's like tomatoes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We run out of tomatoes, and it's cucumbers, and on the um, you know, like frozen blueberries. You can give that like three times a week yeah. on top of the yogurt. And when the kids are like, fuck, I eat blueberries four times this week, throw a banana on it. Throw some seeds on there. Yeah. Fry an egg. Do, give, them some, give them some bread. I, I agree. It doesn't take time at all. And it's, they got those little portion dishes. I think maybe my thing is getting the kids up with enough time to eat before they got to get on the bus. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Another thing, too. I don't think everyone needs to eat breakfast. No, that's not well, for everyone. That works. That works for us, dude. I ate my dinner at two thirty. <laughs> most most days, I don't. I usually don't eat after after two thirty. So everyone's got and their I own think schedule. Some people might not be into so much variety in the morning. I don't mind. Absolutely, I don't yeah. mind my dinner. But for lunch, I can easily have just two boiled eggs. And yeah, be done. I don't need seven different foods. food. Food very much for me is is more fuel than anything. I don't know. I, I like it a was delicious. For me, and yeah. recently, I started experimenting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Putting some salt on that yeah. bread. <laughs> yeah. <What do> you... <laughs> I, okay. I have a proposal for uh, other people, like other than Indian people. Yeah. Because yeah. we use a lot of coriander powder. 
Yeah. Do you guys use that? Coriander? Yeah. 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 I put it in uh, in the coriander. sausages. Yeah. In the sausages sometimes. Okay, then. Yeah. Um, okay, then. I don't have the proposal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, say, what were you going to say? I use the fresh stuff when I'm cooking shrimp or tacos or salsa. Or yeah, but it has coriander. a different... Oh, coriander seed powder. Yeah. No, I just use fresh coriander. There is coriander leaf, and then there are seeds. Oh, no, I use the seeds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fresh them. So, I recently found... Hang on. It works very well with whatever that steak is. You just add coriander and Oregon. olives and add lemon. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, man. It takes like 10 minutes to make it. And that, I think, yeah. again, when you're watching all the all the cooking shows on TV and they're making all this all this wild stuff, and you're like, oh, I'll never be able to make that, blah, blah. You know, one of the... I, I hate that, Korean that TV. That is literally no. like take the steak prepare it somehow yeah put it in the pan take it out it's good yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, three things and it's done i i hate korean tv and the over i don't know how tv is at home now but the overproduction like oh look jimmy's eating a lemon he, he made a funny face <laughs> and then they replay. they take they <laughs> replay it 40 different times and have stuff flash in your face i hate that but one tv show i really did approve of have you ever seen nengjango butake butake have you seen nengbu they call it and it's basically they get a, a famous person and they go to their house. They take everything out of their fridge and they recreate their fridge inside on the on the stage. And famous chefs go up and they open it and they go, oh, you got lamian, you got more well, this or that. And they use the ingredients and they got to cook something in 15 minutes. I mean, with Korean ingredients, it gives you a good uh, it gives you some good ideas as to what can be made in 15 minutes and shows you, you know, you don't necessarily need two hours every night at dinner to uh you know to throw together <laughs> this five-star michelin meal man you know my I dream think. was always to have the subway fridge <laughs> <laughs> because anything a, a, but pita, that, a, a, a salad anything just toss it they all have in. It in uh, but that's that's what i'm saying that's what the breakfast are when you go to some places they have that table right yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. what do you mean at <laughs> home I, you just I mean, get I'm home, home like, on, a, on an island where it but the problem is that you know, if you skip one or two nights and then something's moldy and then, oh, you oh, and that goes, oh. But, but that's the thing. Look at the, the ingredients that you'll see is yogurt, nuts, fruit, and, and, and sliced vegetables and, and egg. The egg takes the, the longest thing to, to make is a, is a fried egg. And even, I mean, you can boil, you can boil 15 eggs at night and use them for, for the, for the next few days, you know? So that's the, and again, breakfast doesn't work for everyone. That's just how, uh, how things work in my, uh, my thing. I love breakfast, man. This is not, not the best meal. The only time I eat breakfast in two years is here. Really? You don't eat breakfast? No. Oh, jeez, Louise. Your dinner's at two. My, <laughs> my, yeah, dinner's yeah, yeah, yeah. my breakfast okay. is at three. Probably. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. I used to, <laughs> man, I, I eat. Two or three, or not even sometimes three or four and six maybe. No. <laughs> I worked in a, in a breakfast restaurant for the entirety of high school and university like from the first week of high school to the last week of uni and that was dude nothing beats going in with a hangover make yourself like a, a six egg omelet with you know oh dude it's so but i make omelets for dinner drink a liter of chocolate milk yeah the, good, i'm not gonna go buy a pack of bacon just to have bacon and eggs even though i would love to hmm. but what am i gonna do with a pack of bacon like make three strips every month like, <laughs> so i mean the odd time we do have bacon eggs and hash browns like once every six months but that's just because that's the stuff in the house and i have a craving for breakfast but mm. 
No, I make lots of omelets for dinner with pesto. Is that pesto in your omelet? That's a funny, uh, funny comedy, uh, comedy skit. Anyways, that's another one I've, I've changed here. Having soup any time of day here is so different than home. That's another now one. Now it doesn't matter like what's for breakfast, what's for dinner. Yeah. I, anything, anytime. And yep. That's what I've learned through traveling is, you know, you think soup is only for dinner or maybe for <laughs> lunch, but in Korea it's like <laughs> breakfast every day. It's it's not going to be on the on the pictures that ended yesterday, but the kids ate, you know, w- with some yogurt and other breakfast stuff. They had the leftover pizza from last night. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. People looking down on the, pe- <laughs> the morning pizza eaters. It's good, man. So that's I mean I don't I don't have cereal for dinner, but but definitely <laughs> but I have, would <laughs> definitely have mixed up what I would normally breakfast and dinners and one even, part is not eating breakfast so but dude cereal even throwing a handful a handful of nuts and in in a sliced banana in there makes it deadly no i put banana in everything you get those cran- dried cranberries oh every yeah so good. yeah absolutely they're loaded with sugar loaded yeah that's the other thing though you know what raisins are good that mix there the raisins the, yeah. all those things are just pure sugar yeah you can't get away from it. You just have to go just nuts. And I put some dark chocolate chips in and that's it. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, it doesn't taste as good as it should. I'm like, yeah, I was missing those pure sugar raisins that are always in here. So, Dude, I can't control the how many nuts I eat during the day. Every time I walk by the kitchen, it's like a handful of peanuts, handful of almonds, handful of... Dude, I eat like... My, my nut consumption is uh, through the roof. <laughs> almonds. I just eat lots of almonds and yeah. walnuts. I, you do? Yeah, I, everything I else have, is too expensive. I have that, uh, I don't know, I call it addiction with, yeah, if I have a jar of nuts, it's getting... <laughs> yeah, it's getting dummy there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same with potato chips. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We would go to the bar and they put oh, those geez. Cheerios in front of you. Those no, Ringo, Ringos, like plastic, made of plastic. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can buy like the 20 liter yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could put the 20 liter bag and he'll eat the whole bag. Without even like knowing. an elephant. He won't even notice. Oh, he won't even notice that the whole bag's gone. It's, we used to go to this drinking place near Eunice and yeah. the lady stopped. Like she, First, she used to serve it yeah. a couple of times yeah. and then she stopped serving it. Yeah. I just, I, just but, it's like, but it's like $2 for a yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 liter bag. Yeah, yeah. So he could, there could be one here and one here and there could be three or four of us and he'd be the only one eating them. And Const- it, would, it would finish. Yeah. It would finish. And when he when he looks the other way, I would slide this one and put this one here. <laughs> and finish. And I'll say more, please. And he's like, Oh shit! You eat the whole thing. And I haven't had one. And you could switch them all night, and he'll eat the whole fucking thing oh, all dude. the time. It's just I could eat Terrible. four days. Four days worth of calories. And Ringolos and Yang Nam sauce. Which one? The those whatever circles. Yeah. Dip it in yang yang sauce. Oh yeah. Oh, so oh, <laughs> yeah. So Anything's good when you're 16 <laughs> beers deep, man. But it's uh oh, those are brutal. I couldn't. It, but they have no taste. Like, I I wouldn't eat two of them That's because they just yang because sauce. they're just they have no taste to them. Another I the thing is I wasn't even hungry. That's it's weird yeah. when I'm drinking. If there's some anju or something, I think. Man, I, I don't know if this is a, a false memory or not, but I remember, dude, at the Whale Festival one year. Uh, Chris, if you're if you're listening or watching, I hope you can, uh, I I hope he can uh, help me remember this. I'm pretty sure we were sitting down after a long day with Chris's wife and her friends, and they kept bringing pajans or something. And I just remember crushing these pajans and not buying any of them, going home and being like, "Oh, did I just eat all their pajans?" <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's the that's the the cloudy beer mind. 
at home you just sit and drink or, or maybe drink with some chips maybe but wow here the the the, the side anju stuff is is crazy like it's a main feature you gotta have but that's anju. that's why people go to to wabar or whatever they go for an anju and a drink our mind is well, i don't yeah our our mind is let's go for 13 beers there is is like let's have a beer and discussion over some yeah because they're full food. from dinner but right, they go true. to the buffet and then they go order like six sausage platters at the <laughs> at the bar i don't get how you you go have another dinner after you already had dinner that's the part that's tough mr uh mr lim used to he was pretty skeptical of us in the in the early days. Why don't these foreigners order any anju? <laughs> We'd order three hundred dollars for the, the beer. Same, yeah, our bills are the same price as these guys because we stay here half the time and drink ten times as much. Yeah, leave us alone. We, we used to get in trouble all the time for not ordering this stuff. He embraced he embraced the wayguk. Yeah, there is a, there is a different vibe when you get when you go and not order anju. Of course, yeah. Yeah, we used to just eat those Cheerios and soju. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cheerios and soju? <laughs> Six guys. I think if I'm drinking soju, then I would probably need to have some anju. Yeah. Just no, something to, to lessen the effect. But Okay, I don't know about the other guys with me. Mm. My main thing was just Cheerios and <laughs> Cheerios. The, the, the one that I think is funny is like when it's the Korean guys and they have, is it dinner or, dinner or drinking? when they're drinking their sojus and they're done dinner and you know like after dinner you're talking for a while and you have a few extra sojus but they have to have that chaser and the chaser can be anything but usually it's soup and, and when they're all done <laughs> and there's like okay there's like six chopsticks in my bowl and whatever and then they have that soju and they're like oh shit shit oh, oh. and the guy grabs like a handful of onions or something and I'm like you know what, I need a handful of onions but they just they hate soju that much or, or the guy takes oh. one of the six spoons in his bowl Oh, it was gonna go to the dishwasher, but I need some something to kill that taste. And they'll have anything. Like you could there'd be anything and you're like, that's not what you normally have as a chaser, dude. Who the heck has that? You must hate drinking that to be chasing it with that crazy stuff. Oh, that's funny. But they do it all the time. Ah, the drinking culture. It's changing though, eh? It's changing. Mm. I think it's getting crazier. Think so? I don't remember. Yeah, it's so now they now now they drink whiskey and they drink cocktails and they drink real drinks at forty percent, not ten percent soju. And and the uni kids still crush soju like crazy. And the businessmen, apple soju. Oh yeah, that's how you appeal to. That's the youngest, putting right? peach soju, strawberry. That's just soju. putting lipstick on a pig, sir. <laughs> the lady came to us once and she's like oh do you really drink that much in India <laughs> <laughs> we don't drink in India <laughs> do, you, do you guys drink back home like during uni yeah yeah but it, it's not a it's not a thing I think during my in time in India it's a, like in my state it's a heavily taxed we have like 100% tax no okay, okay you buy a beer for 30 bucks and then you're actually paying 60 30 goes to the government mm. and the price so it's not even it's not even fun yeah. yeah so oh. so what happens is they but all weed, buy weed grows these, these guys on these carts on the street and half of them die uh, okay it's uh, all the street uh, alcohol like when i was there and i was like well, what is this stuff and like just try it. this is traditional indian liquor or something <laughs> it's not it's all fucking chemicals <laughs> and crazy i'm shit. blind in my left and eye <laughs> if you if you read the stats which they don't keep very accurately because they can't it's as accurate but, as corona stats but you'll read all the time like probably once a week in india there's hey 20 guys die yeah, five yeah, guys die 60 happens. guys die from drinking booze from these carts 
So, no, but uh, what university people do is, uh, we find some niche liquors. Mm. Like there are some rums. No, okay. For in India, Old Monk is a famous brand. Oil Monk. Old Monk. Old. Old. <laughs> Oil <Yeah>. Monk. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just come just up with like crazy. creative ways. Like there is a way where you put somewhat sugar. Yeah. And rum, it gets you crazy high. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Maybe and honey and whiskey. We we talked months ago, or one of the first times we met, and you said like weed grows wildly just around your school and kids can just go like oh, gra- yeah, yeah, grab yeah, a bud yeah, and just yeah, smoke yeah, whatever you want yeah. that's awesome that was the lonely planet book for southeast asia was once you get to nepal bangladesh uh india it showed you how to identify male and female plants how to pick where to dry it you go stay at this hostel there's never anyone there so there's always extra beds to dry you leave. <laughs> and anyways it was it was always when you when you smoke weed do you get like super high or is it just kind of a like a? I I I never smoked it that much. I smoked maybe three or four times. Mm, but uh, first time I was I was like through the roof. I couldn't sit. Oh okay okay okay. So I I was just wondering as to the the strength of the of the wildly growing. And weed. when I was I want to say when I was up in whatever the region is, Manali, Leh, Srinagar, mm. uh, Amritsar up there. What's the it's called something Valley, mm. and and the Italians have been coming there for fifty years. And it now it became famous for all over Europe as the best or one of the best oils in the world. And they would bury it in the ground one year and come back and harvest it the next year and, no. and smoke it the next year. And it was, what the hell was it called? Something, something valley. And I'm sure it was up between like Manali and Leh in that area. And they would come every year and they would just come for a month of their vacation just to smoke oil. And... They have this oil you can, yeah. People usually spike cigarettes with that oil and then yeah, yeah. them. But, <laughs> yeah, they'd come up there. And they were part of the whole thing. Like, families would have security guards guarding guarding the hash because these guys were coming back every year. Oh, so and the, they, the Italians were processing? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, they, oh, were, okay, they, would, yeah. They, they were showed how to, they went there, they loved it, and then the people showed them how to do whatever, and then they'd go there and do it every year. Oh. And, and they would have security guards there during the months that the people weren't, and I don't mean like two or three, like like tons of Europeans, but it started with the Italians. And then all of Europe started following these guys to this one place. And they didn't come to climb mountains. They didn't climb to do this or that. They <laughs> came just to came high. to sit there and smoke. That was my first exposure. We went for a like a trekking expedition, yeah. like nine days hike. It was really good. Yeah. But then the base camp, uh, had a neighboring town yeah. there were suddenly a lot of Israeli people mm. oh all everywhere 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 and yeah. like Bro, I would like to direct I, your I attention <laughs> to my bobsled team thing like, over here like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not speak yeah. poor yeah and it's what uh, like playing music singing Indian songs yeah. and then I didn't I didn't know how uh, weed smelt like but I remember that yeah. the whole village smelt like weed. like weed yeah. Yeah. ah that's funny northeast Kulu Valley Kulu. Ah, yeah. Kulu Manali. It's a tourist place. The village known for India's best hash is now off limits for tourists. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming. Yeah, but but yeah. it was, when I was there, it was like prime time. And the stoner's guide to People weed in India. People just call it like, yeah, stuff. Is that the, the name? Yeah, the street name is stuff. <laughs> you got some stuff? Manali stuff. Ah. This Indian village has become the top cannabis destination in the world. Yeah. <laughs> No way. And that's something we I've never seen. It was like you could do a full documentary on just that one little place was 
and to hear guys like to talk to guys and I've been coming here for 25 years I'm like really there's better places to vacation no way <laughs> and huh. did you ever climb like did you ever go to Thoronla or go over the pass nothing no no just sit here and just imagine yourself. it man so it's a good drug man and it, it's coming to Korea it's a weird case of India though we had it in it's it's deeply rooted in the culture mm. like on Holi uh, there is a traditional drink where you mix this it's called bhang mm. and you drink I never drank it but you drink in bhang water it's called bhang like uh-huh. you make it in a milk or something <laughs> I never had it but then in places like Pushkar for example yeah. government has a like there are government distribution places like as it should be it's yeah. it's, it's demonized here right? I mean in Nepal like I mean and in the north up there in the north of India the plants are 10 feet tall like everywhere you go is just yeah. 10 foot tall wheat plants everywhere you look yeah. it's, it's, it's as wild as wild as can be yeah no that's the, uh, the it's coming here don't worry we'll be here we got 10 years 10 years left and government's gonna gonna start passing laws people are too stressed people just want to relax passing laws and they'll, they'll yeah they'll realize uh, maybe the isn't it, I don't know it goes back to life philosophy too isn't it I don't know we're just especially here here is even more hyper um, consumerist and and like drive for you know to to get the get the job or like move up the corporate ladder it, it's it for lack of a better term like it's on on steroids i mean at I, home I if at parts, home's a standard i think there's parts of our societies that are exactly like that it's just not all and it's it's accepted or or you're allowed to not be part of that. We're here at home. Yeah. yeah, we have the exact same thing. It's just is certain parts of certain cities where it's like that. But do you think here when, it's kind of more like the whole country? Do you think when people are on their deathbed, they're like, "Oh, I wish I worked harder," or you know, what's the? I don't think, I don't think anybody anyone ever has said ever that. Said that. <laughs> exactly. I wish. <laughs> I wish I had spent twenty more years in the company trying to move up one more space for an extra twenty grand a year so I could buy a car that I didn't need. <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't know man that's the and i think weed puts a lot of things into uh, into perspective when you when you get the chance to to do it I, oh yeah some good times i got the same perspective i was uh, when i was uh, watching russian wrestling videos recently mm. have you seen krellin yeah well, yeah krellin he's a krellin yeah He's it's like he's the Hulk. He's yeah. just minus he's green. WWF? What are we talking about? WWF or like no, UFC? like in Olympic wrestling. Like in un, he's undefeated, wasn't he? No, he yeah. lost one. He lost one controversial match and at the end but, of his career. Uh, yeah. Olympic wrestling. Yeah, it was called. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe not. Dude, he's he's just like picking up three hundred pound people and tossing yeah. them back. Oh, he's yeah. And then this is and nicknamed then, the experiment yeah. or so. Yeah, he's a. And then they like. But he's also a PhD and a lawyer and a member of parliament. Huh. Didn't know that. I know Krokop. You know Mirko Krokop? No. Krokop, he's the old... Um, he was a pride fighter and then he went to UFC. But just had... His famous line is like, my right leg will put you in the hospital. My <laughs> left leg will put you in the grave. And he's... <laughs> but he was he was a killer for years, man. He fought... He had a couple epic fights with Wanderlei Silva and whatnot. But he... Um, I think he was a member of parliament too. And his walkout, they used to play like the, the walkout videos, kind of like WWE when they walk out, you know. And they got the video behind and it's just him with his shirt off, like shooting shotguns. And then you see him in, in parliament. And he's, oh, dude, he was awesome. He was deadly, but. I yeah. love those guys that 
more than one dimensional. <clears throat> I think of Duvernay, Duvernay, from the Kansas City Chiefs. There, David Duchovny. No. Did they win? The Chiefs won, right? Yeah, two years ago they won. He was a doctor from Canada, and he was an offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs. Won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Next year, he said, "I'm not playing." Because he, he felt responsible for Corona or something, and he was gonna go and help people because he was a medically trained doctor, and he thought he should be helping. And he's coming back next year, but he took this year off and he went to work in the hospitals. And I think, man, those guys who are multi talented like that. I mean, to go to med school is one thing. To go to med school and be a, a Super Bowl winner in the NFL, <laughs> that's crazy. And there's a few hockey players that are like that. They're also lawyers or or go on to be. You know, they have big degrees, and one of them was a big fighter, wasn't it? <clears throat> there was one guy who was a who was a goon. He was an absolute mm-hmm, goon, mm-hmm. and he was also a lawyer. And you think, how the hell is this guy a lawyer oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and a fighter in the NHL? Yeah, he got um, there. Was I don't know if you are talking about the same guy, but uh, he was a goon first. Then he got arrested. Mm. He learned how to read in the jail. By the time he was done with his time, he passed as a lawyer. <laughs> Who, I, and then he fought his own case in. Oh, the I did. I did see something about that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think. I thought he didn't go to jail though. I thought that was. That's uh, not the Indian guy or the Chinese guy. No. Yeah, the Chinese guy who learned like he he couldn't even read oh, and he learned was, to read. Uh, he learned all the agriculture laws. So yeah, that's what that's the one I was thinking about. Yeah. Fifteen years later, he sued the government. He went from like illiterate to fighting his own well, court case. African American <laughs> person, but mm. then. Yeah. That sounds like the NFL. I, don't, I love those. Like man, I love those stories of like things that that take fifteen or twenty years to to you know to go over. There was a one two where the guy didn't he go and he smashed a, a over twenty five years he he plowed a highway through um through a mountain. Oh yeah yeah. Because <laughs> because it, it wasn't because his wife. Yeah yeah yeah. So his wife. Uh, there's a movie on him. No way. Uh, Oh, I know, I know, I know. The yeah. guy, the guy who plowed Basically, a road through a mountain. Basically, his village was in a corner, <laughs> and then it wasn't accessible. Like the hospitals and the main city wasn't accessible. Yeah, yeah. And then he proposed. There was a proposal to build a road through the mountain, mm. but then the government never did it. Mm. And so one day, his wife fell sick and she died because she they couldn't get to the hospital. It, then, but it was like over twenty years or something. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't then it? he decided that fuck it, I'm going to build this road myself. What country? In India, somewhere. Yeah. There's a there's and a and then he literally starts breaking the mountain himself and then it takes him like yeah twenty years yeah there's a could you just buy a couple of sticks of dynamite and um, either move the mountain or take a few years be, off the it was an awareness thing too we are trying to be inspiring <laughs> dude in Instagram Instagram reels wasn't available for the fifteen yeah. second blow up so he did it one picture at a time but how about this this, this was a long time ago. Here's here's a good one too. There's a here's one that occurred over over 45 years. There's a guy. There's an artist back in the day. Have you heard this story named Samuel? Samuel. Samuel. There's a there's an artist named Samuel. He was commissioned to do a picture. This is back in the day, like horse and buggy. Huh? He's commissioned to do a picture. He's in. I think he's in Washington. He has to go Boston or something or New York or it was. There was some space between. It was probably three or four days by by horse, right? Jumps on his jumps on his horse, heads over to uh, to start the to start his picture. Sets everything up. He gets a knock on the door. It's the the telegram guy, you know. Um, hey, your wife's almost dead. 
giving, I think she was giving birth. Your wife's almost dead. He was so choked. He's like, oh, didn't do the picture. Jumped back in the horse. By the time he got home, wife was, wife was done. He was so pissed. He dedicated the next 45 years of his life to making sure stuff like this doesn't happen again. So he was thinking of different ways to communicate. And that was Samuel Morse who invented Morse code. 45 years, I think he took to, to do that. Dedicated his whole life because his wife died. And he was like, you know what? I can't deal with this and no one should ever have to deal with this again. So he took 40, all that time. He dedicated his whole life to, to then developing. Then he didn't receive a telegram then. What's that? Then he didn't receive a telegram. Or no, what's it, what's it called? Telegram. Telegram you sent by Morse code. What's the, what's the one when the guy shows up? I thought that was called a telegram. <laughs> I thought that was called Telegram. But anyways, the the guy, it's a, that's a, um, what do you call it? That's a, that's an app now, but no, the, 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 the mailman or whoever would deliver one, one message at a time. He came and he read the, the quote was your, your dear wife is convalescent. And he's like, shit, Bob packs his stuff up, goes home. She was already dead. And then dude, he dedicates his whole life to it. And then does it. I don't know. There's probably some shady stuff in the in what behind. What year was this? Uh, Seventeen. It takes that long these days. Everything, a, everything these days is done in. Check it out. Micro, micro minutes. No, dude, this was. I mean, these days. Oh, I, I these don't days. think anything takes that long. I mean. But that's what I'm saying. To, finding to dedicate something that takes forty years. I mean, unless you're gonna say it's a cure for cancer. I mean. No, but that, but that's the. That's why it's important. Like, what era was this? It was seventeen hundreds. Eighteen twenty. Eighteen hundred. Eighteen twenty. Um, but isn't that? Doesn't that speak to, to us as, or maybe our generation of we want everything, we want everything instantly, and there's we feel there's no kids can't do anything for more than fucking ten minutes. There's no time for forty years. And I think that's why we don't you appreciate a story like that? Like he. But he smashed one stone. There was another one, a guy who planted a whole forest, wasn't it? A guy who oh, planted yeah, yeah, yeah. he planted a whole forest yeah, yeah, yeah. and and changed the, changed the, where he where he lived, man. Or doing something like this. When you hear stories like that, aren't those the most touching? You know, even <clears throat> you you posted Terry Fox. I won't go too much detail, but he, you know, it wasn't like oh I'm gonna run. His mom proposed that he runs across British Columbia. But he's like mom, no. People get cancer everywhere in Canada. I'm doing the whole country. And those big monumental leaps or... or um, but I think now that try... there's not as much motivation or... Like to plant a whole forest, sure you can do that. But the government could do it in 20 minutes. I, I don't think like, it's a... means I don't think that the guy who is running the country or planting mm. the forest is thinking about what the government should do. I think it's just, it's more personal for them. Yeah, sure, 100% it is. Yeah. But I think these days it's now... Self-fulfilling. Self I think yeah. now, these days, peop, there's a lot less of those people. Because people say, well, Bezos could plant a gazillion trees in two years if he wants. Why am I going to spend all of my time, even if it's... Self okay, I can do it for one week, one month. Ooh, for 10 years, every day after school, go plant a thousand trees. Hey. But, that, but that's the thing that comes into, into what's important to you and what you, what you value, right? If, I don't know, the and average person. I think person, those things yeah. have really shifted over the last, mm. whatever, 20, 30 years of technology has really changed all that shit where people just don't value that stuff as I much love, anymore. I love those stories, man. The, the guy that just, you know, was just banging away on his computer and 
especially if you don't know if there's an end to it. If you know, like, okay, after three years, my contract's over and then it's going to be done. If you know there's no end to it and you're still, uh, you're still grinding every day, that's the, those are the, uh, you know, the, the guy who's going into the, to the unknown cave to, to slay a dragon, man. Those are the, <laughs> those are the sweet, those are the best stories, man. And those are the ones that get passed on, right? But it's, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can, it has to come from within though. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you you can't. I don't think you can teach it to someone, right? Yeah, and I think this is a very good Maybe time to transition into yeah. your question about uh, what was. I, sorry, I didn't write it down. You wrote down the question. The you had three points about education let, let, that let we're supposed to. Yeah. Okay. Let just. But if you're talking about <coughs> intrinsic motivation, I think that's the the the. The thing biggest that technology has sucked out of every person. <laughs> well, I think the the general education system doesn't doesn't foster that at all. It, it's and here's a another another way to. I don't, know, I don't to, know about that. What it, here shit is spoon fed to every single kid, and it's just you're not you're not learning for because you're interested in it. You're learning to appease your teacher. You're learning to be ilting in your class, and you're learning to to keep your parents happy and off your back. And you're learning. Oh, I thought you meant technology in the classroom. No, no. And you're learning to. No, I mean the 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 vehicle that brings you the the learning doesn't matter. It's it's the your purpose or reason for learning that's that's skewed here, and it's shipping kids here, 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 and here. Got to get a good job on the suit or do a good job in the sunung, and it's there. There's no intrinsic motivation for them to do it. It's all pressures from outside. No. Again, I'm painting everyone with the same brush here, but I think more often than not, it's they're doing it for external pressures rather than internal. And in the end, they might get a good mark. They might learn some some random bullshit, but I don't think there'll be any any huge. Um, what grades are we talking about? Everything, everything think, from kindergarten think, to, to do you university. think Tony studies what he studies at school because he wants to? He has to. That's what I mean, because his parents tell him and his teacher tells him he should do it. There's no intrinsic motive. He doesn't say, Dad, I want to go to math class today. Right? No, but the shit he does after school. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. If we're talking about these younger kids, like Gina doesn't say, oh, I want to go learn freaking Korean social studies or, si- or safety today. She mm-hmm. does it because there's external pressures telling her this is what you got to learn. If she could do it, but if most kids would either, either be, your kid would be playing hockey or... or ninja stars or whatever or tv or game boys or whatever mm. and the only reason they go to school is because they have pressure from people society to tell them to go to school but there's ways there there and there's things i think that you should be doing as as parents and as teachers to develop their intrinsic motivation at a young age you know what i mean to to foster that so when they get older they're learning somehow they not, should recognize Means, I it, don't know. I, sim- I, simple things sure. like simple things like saying, you know, like like instilling the the idea in them that you know your um, your result or your test score is going to be a result of your of your effort. You know how hard you're working at something, no matter what it is, how hard you're working at something, that's gonna you know that's gonna. That rings a very wrong bell for me. <laughs> why, 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 why? <laughs> because uh, I, when I was growing up, I was told like, okay, you work very hard in the 10th grade your life is set <laughs> mm. and i work hard i get good grades mm. and then 
it's just 11th grade <laughs> now i'm supposed to work out for the 12th then i'm supposed to work out for university but if you're just dangling that carrot then but again but that's still a i think oh hold on i don't know no I'm, no i'm saying if whether they want to or not you're i think again you were externally motivated right by by a good job or by by um That's by, by, a, by a comfortable life means it's not like get a pluses because that's the only way to get out of that's what i'm saying that's to secure your future that's what i'm saying there's no intrinsic motivation to for them to want to succeed they, they don't they don't want to they're doing it because that they can get this comes at a certain age or a certain maturity like no but you can do it from a young age like saying instead of saying hey i'm proud little thing hey i'm so proud of you you did a great job on the test that's isn't that kind of showing your kid like you know you did good so now mom's happy and every time you do good i'm going to feel happy instead of saying hey your efforts really paid off you did a so if i don't do good mom's going to be angry and i don't want to be angry so my pressure is for mom being angry one more time if i don't do good mom and dad are angry why well if you're if you're good job good job when i do good what is it when you don't do good well, nothing no i just uh, <laughs> but that's uh, i'm yeah. not saying if they do or don't i'm no, not saying you, you want, i'm you saying in general pa- you want your parents to feel bad if you don't do good right no i think i don't if, know if, just how how i, I approach know, it as, they, as a yeah. kid if i recognize i am doing bad and if my mom is still clapping i just feel pathetic for that <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah i don't know i just i think i don't know man the, know, ki- that, the kids want to they they want to have I don't know to if learn. you can teach intrinsic motivation but you can for foster me, it, yeah. for me, i think uh, you can foster it sure but i don't know if that happens in early years like that i think there's a time when you know when you get like 12 13 14 15 and kids are like i want to do this or i want to do that and some kids are like you know i don't care if i do anything i just want to play yeah. games or i just want to smoke dope or mm. but or I, i don't think grade <laughs> one two three i mean th- those kids are just they're just I ask Gene all the time, like, what do you do all day? Play. What do we do all day? Work. Okay, so don't give me any grief. Oh, you don't have any responsibility. You don't have to do anything. You just play all day. So I don't think there's, there's, there must be a time when that stuff, yes, you can foster it. But I think if it, if they know, in, you know, at that young age, if, if I think it's either forced upon them or, or they're exceptional. But I don't think there's that many kids at that age that are intrinsically motivated to, I But mean, hey, you go to hockey, you want to score a goal? That motivates the hell out of them. Yeah. That's yeah. so so in in sports or something that's one thing, but I don't every kid doesn't no, care so, about being number one in the class. Every kid I mean but I, somehow they care about Instagram likes or whatever high score in the game. And, uh, but you should but be there steering is, there them is some kind of motivation, yeah. right? You should be steering them away from shit like that. It's, it's not like But they are intrinsically motivated for those things because the reward is the melatonin going off in their brain. And the fact is You know, doing math in school, doing math in school. I got another like. <laughs> doing doing math in school doesn't trigger that response. So. Oh, yeah, so, shit. So, I so just... That's what, that, that's why I uh, gave you those points. Yeah. So, yeah. Means it's not like kids are not motivated at all. It's just like we are capturing or we are just, I don't know, I would say exploiting their motivation mm. and diverting them somewhere else. Maybe yeah, maybe it could be to the I don't know. I, I don't want to get into this. If I make an app, I can get good money from doing those things. But so that's what I mean. When you get to university, like at Unist, kids are intrinsically motivated. They might have been forced to study hard to get in there, but now that they're there and they go, I can do a startup. I can do this. I can do that. I can do that. And then and then that intrinsic motivation grows because they see the possible. They see you know, and it's not. 
if I can play on my phone all day, but then I'm going to be a failure. I got a good chance. I'm at a good university. I did study my ass off because my parents scolded me. But now I have a chance to use my intrinsic motivation to do something that I want. And I think that's where there's a there must be a time in maturity or, or something where it kind of sets that off or you you can when you find something you like you, you know? have that yeah but they all but then okay but Instagram then everyone would just be a professional Instagrammer but maybe you can do this I no realize. the bad thing is I see I mean that that's just my perspective of them but I've seen people who just miss that bus absolutely yeah lots do so that's why so I thought about, you were talking about the society or the education system is not using technology in the classroom enough mm-hmm. because kids are addicted to technology outside and there's this disconnect with the classrooms. I don't know. I mean, in Korea, I thought it was it was pretty decent, but I know there's a lot of schools at home. There's a lot that don't, but there's a lot that do have iPads in the classrooms and might not be one per student, but they do all get time on it and they use it and they, there's I think it, lots of... I think it's good and it's, it's, it's permeated every, every part of our society and I think it's important for kids to learn it, but... Again, the 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 pedagogy or the the how how the teachers are using it is important. If it's like here's your here's your Jimmy's thirty minutes on the iPad and he goes and plays Angry Birds. That's not, you know, they should be. I don't know any schools that do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I don't know where. Okay. Play, oh, we used to play computer games in the computer science class as a kids. Yeah. 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 Um, Dave. <laughs> those are to inspire. Uh. You know. Computer. That was a different time, though. Yeah. One, uh, one thing I, I don't know about the something that I'm learning about now is the using primary sources as as what do you references. Say? Uh, no, not not as references as as stuff in the cl- as materials in the class. Is what I'm trying to say. For example, any any primary source. It could be uh, an interview with with someone. And my task last week was to to think about. Um, what primary sources did my like think back to my schooling and what primary sources did they did they use to um, to kind of in, inspire us and one in, in two things that that stuck out of my mind right away was uh, one was Martin Luther King's uh, I have a dream speech where we were tasked to, to listen to it and kind of by ourselves go and investigate and find out what was happening at that time and whatnot and st- even now when I hear I have a dream that one day like I st- I clearly remember that time in the library in grade ten, you know, researching that, and that made a big uh, impact. And another one, bring it back to Terry Fox. Uh, there's an ESPN. Thirty thirty. Is is that was that thirty thirty? But it, most, it's most of them are. It's from no no. This is from like the nineties, <clears throat> late eighties or nineties. But they did uh, they did one, and dude, my teacher who was also one of my dad's friends. Before we went into the library to watch it, it's only a 10 minute, 10 minute clip. One of our, uh, I heard my homeroom teacher be like, he's going to cry again. Like he can't, he can't hold his tears back. And I was like, I knew my, I knew him from outside of school too. And I'm looking back. I'm like, why is this guy crying? Dude, we've got to post it underneath. Good luck watching this without shedding a tear, dude. It's so sad. You've seen though, you've probably seen it before, man. When he's. It tells his story and and then it shows him, dude. It's so hard to fight tears when he's go. They're putting him in the ambulance, and he's like, "The cancer came back." And you're like, "Oh no!" He's like, "But I'm gonna do everything I can to come back." And he's like, such a young kid with all these dreams, you know. And you know, you know how the story ends. So it's pretty sad to, uh, 
pretty sad to watch that. But I mean, that's another example of a primary resource that um, that had a huge impact on uh, uh, on my life as in uh, and still does. You know, maybe you know after that you can start thinking about cancer or living healthy and, and different stuff like that. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely important. But what else? What did you want to bring up about uh, gamification in the in the classroom? Yeah, so on the same way, like, it's, I don't know, it's just my rant about how that doesn't work. Gamification? People, people think that, okay, children are uh, addicted to games, mm. so we'll just put educational content in the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, yeah. It, I use it, games it, in the classroom that I think are effective. I mean, using Kahoot and stuff as, is that a game? I, I, I kind of see it as a game. But it's, again, like, the drive for the kid is not to learn, so I don't, I don't see it working, like, Means I don't see any kid wanting to play the game to learn some words or grammar or whatever. No, but if I if I make if I have a elementary class and I have a word scramble challenge or whatever and make you know the challenge in my class and whoever the top guy is gets the reward. I mean, it's not for everybody. We had intramural sports. I love sports, so I played sports and I wanted to be the winning team every month, whatever sport it was. But other kids would have done the academic challenges or, you know, I also played chess, but. That, and that, that was just something no, that it, I wanted to do. In sports, it's directly correlated, right? You winning directly correlates with you getting better at that sport. But I mean, in America, the spelling bee, the spelling bee is amazing. And to hear, you know, these kids are challenged because I want to beat your ass in spelling. It's just like you want to beat it in football for the other guy. There's definitely ways to use. I see it as a multiple layer issue, right? Like it, it starts with companies pitching these things. Like it sounds good to the ear to hear that. Of course. So it, it is possible that those products are getting funded because ju- just because it sounds good. That of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And depending on, uh, again, back to the, the implementation. I'm just saying the, from yeah. my experience that my parents bought me some of these science education CDs. Yeah. Where yeah, there were like some spaceship games and then CO- carbon is shooting, oxygen is shooting. You have to click it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some, some dumb so did you like it? <laughs> Means... I kind of liked it because yeah. it wasn't totally games and I wasn't getting uh, shouted at by mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't the... It was like not satisfying on both the levels. Yeah, it, it wasn't so, as intense as a video game, but it wasn't... It didn't invoke any learning in me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally, man. I don't know. Now I, I realize that, okay, there are some concepts in my studies and I need to learn them. Yeah. And then there is this intrinsic drive to learning them. Yeah. I don't need any games or any other motivation. for. But I think of something like going to church, Sunday school. I mean, coloring and a craft or whatever, fine. But if they told me now, if I was a grade two or three kid, whip out your phone and we're doing a challenge on your phone, something about Jesus, something about this, I would be way more into or inclined to, to learn, to remember, to, you know, reflect maybe after after church or whatever, than... Because I want to know I want to beat his ass in the next quiz next week. So I, I want to, because it was just a competitive, I find having a competitive classroom is, it's not for everybody, but I find that it, it holds attention and it keeps. It's it's active learning and that's, I mean, it I, keeps I people it, more engaged. It, it works to a certain level, but then if you compare two guys, one who genuinely wants to study whatever yeah. they are teaching and one who just wants to beat some other guy. And you put them side to side. You you 
in most of the cases you will find that the guy who is genuinely interested will will beat him at that game to that kid of course day. yeah of course but that's but i don't think you can you can dismiss all all games as being as being useless and and ineffective because i think it yeah i don't know it, it might strike two people differently and it, it all i think depends on on the teacher the the class the environment the the learning environment no learning was and, really boring and the purpose yeah, right? exactly. the purpose of it. and if there was any other kind of stimulation like I think I'm more of a visual learner, but when it's open your book and listen to me every day, that that just wasn't for me. And but if it, there was any other way to do it, I would have been a lot more engaged. If games are used as a reflector, like Nate said, as a reflection, or I don't think shooting the the O and the two <laughs> together would be uh, would be the the main way that I, I, people like are from, learning. But from my bringing up, I I remember two clear. Uh, uh, ways of yeah two two clear ways i was brought up yeah uh first was these like oh education can be fun it doesn't need to be mm. boring way yeah uh, where like yeah our english teachers and they made these like fun mm. exercises and stuff and then we had this history teacher and yeah. he was like i don't know there was something about him and like he was very eloquent mm. and then it was fun to just uh, listen to him yeah absolutely and then, like we genuinely got interested in history and I had a psych professor like that. Yeah. Nobody cared about psychology, but everybody signed up. That was our Bob physics. Altemeyer's class. That was our physics physics class. Because he was yeah. he was crazy. Yeah. And he was this short old fat guy that roll up on stage and he would have the whole three, four, five hundred people in stitches laughing. He was just so but that, that so speaks good. to I think he I, was more like an entertainer and he used that in as a vehicle to educate. No, it means he was really he, good. He like this professor is called Samir. I don't I don't think he'll listen. <laughs> but Samir, then, hey. <laughs> we're looking for but more sponsors. <laughs> we could see that why that guy loves that subject so much. Okay, that's the same for our physics our physics yeah. teacher. Yeah, he had a deep, but but I I think even with his three physics or it doesn't matter the subject, it it speaks to our history as humans of of oral tradition and, and telling stories. And if you can weave a good narrative into your, into your class, you know, dude, you teach speaking classes. If you can weave a good narrative in your class, that's you, you grab everyone's attention, man. And if you know how to, how to tell a story, then you're, you're laughing. Yeah. I think, I think looking at the Korean system now and in, in terms of ESL learning, like, and even Korean, my daughters do this class once a week for 20 minutes. And this lady comes and it's on an, it's on a pad or a tablet. And like, I think it seriously increases the speed at which they've learned literacy. Because now the four, whatever she is, four and a half or whatever, I mean, she's fantastic. And I think lots of that is just from doing, you know, she, she wants to, she'll say, can I practice? Can I practice? Can I practice? Because the thing makes a noise and points. And I think that gamification really does in those situations, I mean, if we compared her to someone in a developing country where, you know, it's just, you know, a pen and paper and you got to write or whatever, I think it's a huge, huge difference. And I look at myself doing Korean on Duolingo. I don't care about the points and the treasures and all this shit, but I know a lot of people do. Yeah. And a lot of people, <laughs> get, I got six dice streak. Yeah. And they might not even say it, but when you collect this, you get that. And now uh, Gina, my second daughter, is doing French. She loves it. 
because she's motivated to get the diamonds, get the hearts, and then you get enough points, you can get this and that and upgrade your yeah, character. Some, and somewhere it works really well. Again, it's I don't know. Fitness tracker, it works really well. I ran 5K, hell yeah. It works so good for me. <laughs> see, but I'll never... I'll, I'm, I'm a fitness nut, but I'll never get one of those. I'll never get one of those. Oh, yeah. Because, no, it, it, my reasoning is that, you know, today if I run if i run my 5k and i do it in a good time and tomorrow i don't don't you don't you feel the need to Ooh. always be oh, yeah. outdoing yourself and that's something that happened with me with the 10k races dude i did one super fast the next one was like a 30 seconds a minute shorter i was like or a minute slower i was like am i getting slower but what that's, is my that's training pushing wrong? yourself to be better i mean that isn't that what we're here for i mean isn't oh that, it, yeah but it doesn't mean to keep... micromanage it to every day yeah. every you're not going to get better every day, but if your goal is six months later to be 20 seconds faster, you're going to have some ups and downs these, in between. I got these for my parents, and they are yeah. doing like three-kilometer walks in the uh, yeah, terrace sure. every Does day. I do the, the thing Sorry, that worries me the most, not so much the, the timed runs, but the sleeping. Yeah. Doesn't it? Means, uh, I don't see, know if we talked about it. If you keep using, but, what you are saying is like how you will feel in one week or something. No, no, but I mean, when I wake up in the morning, I look like, regardless of See, my yeah. subjective okay. I go I go holy shit what am I doing I only slept for <laughs> six hours five hours but I know I should be sleeping seven hours and when it says 68 and that's a shitty score and I go okay well my daughter got up twice and that's why I got a shitty score it doesn't but that, doesn't that doesn't that but I try to make my goal every day because no, no, no. I know how important it is doesn't the objective I, I, measure override your subjective I, I feeling I know exactly yeah. the answer to yeah. that okay you you feel that for one week maybe one month yeah. but then after two months you get a realization of you get a true realization of your level ah okay, okay if okay. you think if you think you can run 5k in 30 minutes yeah and then you run maybe 25k yeah and it always take 40 minutes yeah then you know that you are at 40 minutes you ah, don't okay, have okay. to just you don't you don't have to run just one well yeah okay okay so over Same over time sleep too, like you see like your average for one year and mm -hmm. then you say that oh i'm just sleeping just five hours 30 minutes yeah i don't i say fuck, i gotta sleep seven hours <laughs> see but that's what i mean i don't want that stress no, there th that anxiety it. inducing uh, it's not it's extra not stress number or anxiety but once you realize that okay i am this place and the data shows that i'm this place yeah i guess you could use that as motivation to get somewhere else it's not motivation. It's just realization that, okay, I'm a five-hour sleeper or whatever. Yeah. Now I can but, change my life. But also so when, I, when, I do, when I do that and then I go, wow, I was sleeping longer, but I was three times more efficient. I'm going to make sure I keep sleeping seven hours. Yeah. Regardless, I'm going to bed at this time and I'm going to wake up around whatever time that is. But you do all you can to be in bed. It doesn't, it's not stress or anxiety. You just know that this is what's good for me. This is what I should be doing. I get, I'm on these Zoom things. This example, this tracker. I'm on the Zoom classes. So it's, I was telling you about last week. I get 10 minute breaks every hour. Power naps. For, <laughs> for four hours. So I do four hours, four times a week. And I get 10 minute breaks. And I have some dumbbells in the office. And I try and do some work. Like as soon as I get there, I'll do a couple, couple sets of stuff. And then as soon as I get my 10 minute break, boom, on the dumbbells quick. And I go power walk the hallways and people must think I'm crazy but I just feel so lethargic sitting in that freaking chair for three or four hours I'm like dude there's three or four other guys in the office and I, like it's bathroom back to the chair bathroom back to the chair and I just go I want and when I'm teaching I'm usually walking around and I'm engaging and I'm so sitting in that chair drives me bananas 
Um, and so if I can do some some curls while you know I'm jumping back to rooms or whatever while I'm sitting in my chair, fine. But I need to get the blood going. <laughs> he's gonna have a, a so, massive left bicep. <laughs> I, got, I developed so, this at Ulsa Day. He's but arm wrestling but champion. But the thing. So I go well. Listen, if I don't walk in between my on my breaks, there's no way I'm gonna put in you know at least how much steps are. And just to think, over the course of a year, if I did was doing four or five days a week, of like five hours of my day of not moving how <laughs> how how bad that seems not yeah. just today yeah, yeah, or just yeah, tomorrow yeah. but okay walking for six minutes power walk in this l shape you know the whole time and people <laughs> or they hear the footsteps like hey is that guy crazy but it makes me feel better like i go back i got two minutes left to get ready for the thing drink of water okay let's go we're ready again but over the course of a year, sitting down for those first four hours every morning, oh my God. No, that's, that's the, the body's not supposed to do that. And, and this thing is what does it. Like now I know, okay, I should get on this many steps or this, you know, this much, whatever in yeah. between. And by it the time I leave work, yeah. I should have this many steps on my tracker. And that means at least I haven't been sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. You, can. you have a particular lifestyle and this guy just shows you that. It's mm-hmm. not like you're going to beat it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sleeping thing I found, like between the REM sleep, deep sleep, light sleep, and your awake patterns and stuff, it's it's really interesting. It's directly correlated for me. If I, if I don't uh, get enough whatever deep sleep it says, I don't know. Next day afternoon, I, I start feeling it. It just makes you aware, yeah. yeah. It's not a... Yeah, I, see. It, I don't know. It's, everyone it's not like a, everyone yeah. reacts different. I would I would look at that in the morning and be like, shit, I'm going to run slower. I'm not going to get as much work done. I won't be focused. I won't have time. Like, I'll be, you know, cognitively, uh, like, slower or delayed for, you know, I, I don't, don't know. Don't you look at the clock and, I don't know, it just shows you the time, right? Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when I feel like I go to bed and then chat and then I don't know when I pass out, but I know what time the, the alarm rings. And you know what? These new phones, dude, the alarm is way less uh, uh, violent. I don't know. <laughs> dude, it's, oh, dude, it's so gentle yeah, waking up these the days. The alarm, like they start reading news and, hey, wake up, it's good. That's morning. my wife's every day at 7 o'clock or something. It, it no. summarizes the the top 10 parts of the news. Or... No. You, you can set up in the watch app or you can just ask this. Bix, yeah. What is it? Bix, 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 good wake me up oh, at no. 7. I, I don't want hey, that shit. good morning. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can, you waking can, up angry or waking up. You can no, no. I mean, K-pop stars always. No, like the, I mean, it's like a really gentle, like ding, 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 ding like some nice bells. I mean. Before it was like a positive light or, or in an angry. Before mode. it was like a fire, dude. I'd wake up and just my heart would be thumping. <laughs> code red, code red. Like oh shit, oh dude, that was uh, that was scary. I had some wild dreams last night too. I had a dream there was some kid climbing through tony's window it dude yeah no it was so weird dude and then i threw something at him and he was still there and i punched him and he, and he flew down to the bottom which is like right the, the first floor <laughs> <laughs> oh dude it was awful i woke up like it felt real oh dude it was weird but anyways yeah on other things what was your other point there was one with teaching kids how to deal with their insecurities yeah throw them into the fire Right? I don't know. Don't, don't baby I wish him. someone taught me that, but... Uh, How to deal with insecurities? Yeah. Is that a teacher's job? Or is that a kid's... I don't know. Is that a kid's job? I don't, to, I don't, I don't yeah. see it in terms of frame of education. I don't... It can be like frame of society, family, whatever. 
yeah, yeah, figuring out. I don't know. I, I think facing adversity and, and and feeling like shit for a long time and then looking, I don't know, you have to, maybe that, that switch has to flip in your mind and you're like, ah, I don't give a fuck what he says. Or, you know, I don't care if my hair is falling out. <laughs> I don't care about, you know, it just maybe not, or not putting so much value in other people's opinion. Or Yeah, that's freaking, that's bloody hard these days. I don't know how you can teach it, but it's also not, not easy to... It's a pretty know, relentless I, I think society I, we're living in. I just got means through that maybe four or four years ago or something. What was the what was the problem? You know, like like oh, I wear glasses. What the hell? My eyes aren't perfect. Uh, I I actually don't need to wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I had like uh, some weird teeth issues. Yeah. So I have only thirty one teeth. It's not symmetric. Oh really? So yeah, Wait, I missing had a molar? to undergo like four surgeries. Oh okay. Yeah, my my. Milk teeth didn't fall out. You call them milk teeth? What do you call it? Yeah, they're called milk teeth. Wisdom teeth. No, wisdom teeth are here, dude. What's milk teeth? You are born and then your baby you teeth. Or oh, baby, baby teeth. Baby ah, teeth. yeah, okay, okay. Ah, milk teeth. Because <laughs> uh, I know Koreans call them Korean call uh, Koreans call them uh, sarangi, don't they? Your love teeth. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they come. You love because they, they come. They, they come yeah, at, okay. at puberty yeah. or whatever. But yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, insecurities about the about the teeth. It was, it means for me, it was cool though. I can, I could like pass a pencil through my <laughs> because all my four molars were out. Yeah. yeah but it, it looked weird and I didn't see that it looked good. Yeah. And that's, uh, dude, everyone, everyone has, uh, has stuff, has, uh, has issues growing up. But, um, look, look at me. What? Yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone has Society, it. But right, I don't know how you can teach. Yeah, I mean, there's people out there who do that, but I don't know how. But uh, yeah, I you remember. You can't prepare I kids for the some... bullying on the school ground. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Do you think some form of? Uh, but they I, say talk about means, it. Talk about it. Talk. I don't know how to do it, but I know that there is some way by which we can do it because some some kids do know how to deal with those things. Mm. It just, look, man, you want to look just at because a, we haven't figured it out doesn't mean that there is no way you can do that, right? Look at the the kid on uh, uh, Stranger Things. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got no teeth. Kid's like 15 years old. He's got no teeth. Or or he or he has like really tiny baby oh, yeah, teeth yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has something and very strange. And, and it's funny. What's What what are insecurities here? What would be insecurities at home? Like here, I mean, if you're... A little bit of chubby, you you might be insecure. We're at home. That's like standard size. You gotta be you big to be you know bugged at home. But here, I mean, having a, a gold grill at seven years old is normal. I mean, but my daughter you asked, can have full full gold teeth. Mia Mia asked me the other day. My daughter asked me like, Dad, can I get gold teeth? I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> start start eating lollipops for breakfast and, and not brushing at night, and we can get them. It's uh, we're at home. If you took that kid and put him back home, they go. Wrong with you, dude? Oh my god, she's are you trying to be a YouTube star with the like. Are those for real or did you have problems? No, I had problems. Oh, and that's uh, I think some kids maybe naturally their milk teeth are, are a little softer than than usual. It could be you know poor brushing habits or, or too much. Sugar no, no, I don't by. mean milk teeth, I mean they're real teeth. Like, how t- Tony and Gina are seven, eight years, seven years old, yeah, dude. Mia, they got, they got big teeth already, yeah. Well, there's kids those age that have. Like they're got full golds already. Grade three, you got most of your teeth, and these guys already have full golds. They've only had their real teeth for like a year. 
How does that happen? Gold doesn't they remove their teeth and put golden teeth? No, they just put a gold cap on it. I, would, I assume. Yeah. Just yeah, uh, I don't know. But yeah, depending it, it, on the region you're in, and the I mean, you know, if you brought those gold teeth to Africa, they think you're rich. <laughs> wow! How do you get all that gold? <laughs> I saved all my money on toothpaste. They bought it. <laughs> you know, I think a hundred times when I was there, and they're like, "Oh, you're so fat. You must be so rich." <laughs> And I was like, at home, they like bug you because you're fat and you're unhealthy. But here they think you're the king because you can eat lots of food. So, you know, they worship you. And, and it's just, it's funny seeing in different societies. Different, different contexts, eh? What, <laughs> what would bring anxiety and, and insecurities? And, and I tell you, like, the <laughs> uh, I, I have some students, my, I think my middle school students, she went to Vancouver for six months or something. She was like... They thought I was like a supermodel there, but in Korea, nobody thinks I'm pretty. And, and you know, like, wow, I thought I was a little bit overweight, but wow, I'm like anorexic in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Should we be comparing ourselves to the to the worst? Well, it just shows you. It, it's not about that. It's just. It's just standards, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, like like myself or I feel bad for lots of women coming, like if they're big breasted or big butted i mean you can't find things here you're like oh you're a medium in in canada but you're a and i think that's another problem but you're a medium in canada but you're a 4x in korea and i'm like oh well that's a dent to the, the label self-esteem the medium or... well I'm, I'm a big dude man i went home and i was like wow i can fit in a large here i was like what the hell are the sizes getting smaller because in korea i'm a 4x but here i'm a large and, and a large or an extra large? And my wife's like, how are you extra large? Like, you're like two times the size of a Korean extra large. So how they got the Asian, extra large? Asian size, right? Yeah, that's, uh, but that's the thing. Like, what, what's, So there's obesity size for the West or, or North America, and then there's like proper size for Asians? or That goes with food portions as well. But it's funny. <laughs> We're going to Costco, and it says Asian size 38. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Asian size 38. So I, that I, means my left I, leg. Mm, <laughs> I like the brutal size though, like just two seventy centimeters. That's a yeah. that's a easy the easy ones to follow. Eh? What was the the portion size back home? I know, when, dude. When we were in Ottawa, I went to meet uh, went to meet an old friend that that lived here. We went to see Mikey. We're having dinner. I wanted to get the fish and chips. He's like, "Oh, bro, you can eat you can eat uh, you know two pieces." I, I think I think it was there. Or he's like, you, you can have the full serving or something. Man, my whole family could have ate it. Mm. It was unreal. Like, it was the, the, the adult serving was like these two. Man, are, there's nothing here I can even compare to. It was like the size of my arm. Like the fish that my brother pulls out of the river. Well, Dude, I, remember, I remember another one maybe 10 years ago or something. And they were comparing European serving size compared to American. And just what a difference the plate size makes. If you go to an average shop in America, the dinner plate is whatever call it a dump 30 truck. centimeters yeah and in <laughs> europe the average plate size was 22 centimeters yeah and that just is a subconscious thing that you cook less and eat less because your plate is less and actually it looks full. and i thought what a what a trick man they just keep making the plate size bigger the fry container bigger the drink container bigger it still fits in your hand you still think it's normal because that's what's normal but that's what Ashley said when she, when she, after she got her stomach surgery, um, when she showed up to Thanksgiving dinner, it was, she said, I had my own plate and I can put whatever I want on this plate and no more. Yeah. 
I wonder how. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, okay. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. use the set plate. She she has her own plate. Yeah, her plates are this big, and you yeah. put yeah. a whole buffet on one. Yeah. So I I think I'm gonna do one too. I I don't know how interesting it is or not, but I think it's cool. The different sizes of drinks here. At home, it's the mini like, the mini cokes like is unreal. Big yeah. and super big, but here they have like <laughs> mini coke, super mini coke, medium, large. But there's nothing Syringe. past like a large here. <laughs> yeah. There it's either like. The 600 mil bottle or one and a half liters family size, but there's no like one liter personal big gulp or something. <laughs> but there's so many different options. Like even when you go to 7-Eleven, oh. you think it's not worth the company to have the 355 mil and the 200 mil. What's the purchase? Buy the 355, throw it out. But they yeah. still they still make that small can an option, and I think I think it's great that there's so many different options, and the mini ones are are super cool. So I I I have got a few already out at the science village there, and I'm gonna try and collect one of all the different sizes to show how many options there are. Where at home it's like big gulp or extra big gulp, yeah. and and there's not much in between. Oh, that's wild. Worked dude. for me with water. I had a small cup on my desk yeah. in my office, and I used to just sip from that cup. And when I got thirsty, I used to fill that cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I got the big. That's why I got the big cup now because I, the bigger one I got, the more I drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now I drink at the same frequency, but just more water. <laughs> yeah. And it's water and not something else. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, let's uh, let's wrap right. her up. No. Let's wrap her up. Thanks for listening. Uh, get you again so. soon. Peace. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Dr. English, for all your English conversational needs. Check out their website at www.dr-english.com or call 010-4591. 1496 for a free sample class now. Open your door to endless opportunities. Dr. English.